Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello Spurs fans around the world and welcome to another of our special World Cup Spurs shows. It's Theo Delaney speaking to you from North London. I've got a great panel with me here. Uh, Welcome back. The son of one of the greatest players to ever wear the lily white shirt. The son of the great Danny Blanchflower. Richard Blanchflower is here. Welcome back, Richard. Thank you, Theo. Good to see you. Also here, agent to the stars, including some of our favourite Welsh ex-players as well, which we'll get on to. Andrew Wilson is back. How are you, Andrew? Very well, thank you. Uh, are we all enjoying the World Cup? Oh, yeah. Bloody love it. <laughs> Unless you're Welsh. And uh, and here's some words I never thought I'd say. I'm introducing here as a special guest tonight, the Supremo producer, executive producer, creative director, and big chief of the Spurs show, Welcome, Mr. Mike Lee. Thank you, Theo. For those of you thinking what's going on, just whenever whenever me and Theo do shows together, I just sort of naturally probably be doing it slightly longer. Go, I'll host it. I just went, you know, Theo, you do it. I never get a word in when I'm hosting a show. You, so, put, you your know feet what? Up. put your feet up, mate. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll put my feet I'll up. I'll drive. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, gentlemen, um, we've got lots to talk about in terms of the World Cup, of course, but I think it's only appropriate as uh, Spurs fans that the first thing we talk about is the sad passing this week of Morris Norman, a linchpin member of the great double side, of course. Um, Richard, uh, I, I guess you definitely the most appropriate person to talk about this first, because, of course, he played alongside your father yeah. for many, many, many games. And as I say, they both lined up and they were both crucial elements in that fantastic side, probably the greatest Tottenham side of all time. You saw him play, I believe. I did. Um, I, I don't know if you recall, but uh, in when, when I was asked to do my top 10 on my first appearance in the show, um, 
number one was going down into the dressing room when Spurs had won the league trophy against Sheffield Wednesday. So I used to go and sit in the dressing room while my dad changed. So I got to know all the players at that time. Maurice Norman, tremendous centre-half, tall, very strong in the air, right-footed. I think he originally started at Tottenham as a right-back, actually, but um, became a centre-half, very strong. And I think he probably got about 25 or 30 caps for England, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Was in the, 62, uh, in the World Cup 1962 squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of, sort of jump in there, a lot of people said he would have played in the 66 team as well. Probably, I'm guessing, in front of Jack Charlton, I, I'd imagine. I don't think he would have usurped Bobby Moore, but in 65, he broke his leg. Yes. Um, and, and didn't recover. And I mean, uh, it's interesting, Angie said he played in the 62, but uh, there must have been an absolute tinge of guilt that he could have been probably part of that 66 World Cup winning team. And, but for an injury, uh, obviously, it couldn't, couldn't, couldn't be there. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> Well, of course, that 61 side, I mean, when I was growing up, I, I, you know, they won the double before I was born. But when I was growing up and I, whenever you told someone, uh, anyone of a certain vintage, you're a Tottenham fan, if they were Tottenham as well, they, they, they'd love to, the, there was almost like a parlour game. Can you name the Tottenham double winning side? And all my uncles did it. And my dad, they always used to love to, they do it together. Who could name it first? Who would forget someone? And so, of course, all of those names, despite the fact I never saw them play, they were all completely etched on my, you know, my consciousness. And uh, Maurice Norman very much among them. So sad, sad news this week yep. for Tottenham Hotspur. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the World Cup because, as you said, Andrew, Morris Norman played in the World Cup for England and we've got players out there with England at the moment. And the the most, uh, as we sit here this evening, it's the night after the great showdown between England and Wales. England triumphed with some ease. Um, Andrew, you've been spending time with um, with our Welsh Welsh Tottenham legends. How do you think they, they've, they've taken this? Um, well, I think they'll be very disappointed. I think the whole of Wales will be slightly disappointed. There was a lot of fervour, as you can well imagine. They've been talking about nothing else. Um, it's even usurped rugby in the um, sporting conversation since, um, obviously, the, the victory over Ukraine, really. And there was a lot of um, goodwill towards the team. There's a, As you probably heard, Imohid has been played non-stop um, as a kind of a, an official national anthem. Yeah, And uh, they were really excited, obviously, about being in their first World Cup since um, Terry and Cliff in 1958. Unfortunately, I don't think they really did themselves justice, if they're going to be honest. Um, I think the Welsh team probably slightly underperformed, apart from the second half against the USA, possibly. Yeah. That, that was definitely their best half of football, wasn't it? Although the manager, Rob Page, was trying was, was sort of making a case for them having played well in the first half last night, I guess in as much as they contained England, but England had all the possession. I mean, Wales, I literally said, uh, uh, you know, he got to about the 40th minute and I said, I don't think I've heard Gareth Bale's name. And then there was a stat that he'd only touched the ball seven <clears> times in the whole game and not at all, I don't think, in the opposition area. So that tells you everything because when Wales play well, it's really a, as much about Bale as anything. I think Bale must have been carrying an injury. Went off at half time. They talked about a hamstring. He, he, you feel like, I mean, even he's been at Los Angeles for two or three months, and he's he didn't play for the first half of his stint there. And even then, he was coming on as sub a lot. So you feel like time was running out for. I mean, Ramsey did nothing, did he? And and um, no. you know, Joe Allen. 
who you 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 kind of think you know everyone's oh Joe Allen you know the Welsh Pirlo and all that and then you realise he's actually been playing for Stoke for the last five or six years who have not been a good side he couldn't he didn't get a move to a Premier League side and you know all respect to him he is a he's a classy sort of a player but if it's if you're pinning your hopes on those kind of guys you know you're probably not going to get far. I think Bale um, clearly wasn't 100% fit. I, without wanting to name drop, I uh, had a spared, shared a few brief moments with him um, when he was training because he finished his league season the week before the Premier League. So he was at um, the Vale Hotel in Cardiff uh, training on his own before the rest of the squad arrived. And he seemed in pretty bullish mood and seems, you know, fit as a fiddle. He's, he's um, built like a, a greyhound. Um, but clearly in his performances, he he just didn't really turn up, unfortunately, he was clearly carrying an injury and was substituted at halftime yesterday. Yeah, well, our sincere cons- uh, commiserations to our Tottenham Welsh brethren, not least Cliff Jones and Terry Dyson, who I know you've worked with Andrew recently, and also to Gareth Bell, and also, of course, to Ben Davis and Joe Rodon, who didn't did themselves... I mean, they could, they could emerge with their heads held high. They certainly had a lot of work to do over those three games, that's for sure. Um, but let's talk about let's talk about England. England uh, won a decanter in the end last night, even though the first half was quite stodgy. Uh, Dyer, of course, didn't get on, and it's looking like Dyer won't get a game unless there's an injury because he he wants to keep those two Stones and Maguire together. I think because the best things the England defence has got going for it is that they are familiar with each other. They are a unit rather than having top class actual individuals within it. So I think Dyer's only going to play if there's an injury, and I think it will be difficult for him to integrate quickly into that defence. Because when you think about it, he was there in 2018, but he was a midfield player then. So he hasn't spent a lot of time playing defensively with those guys. Kane, of course, started because he always insists on doing so and he's irreplaceable. There's no one else like him. But I don't know, how how pleased were you to see him go off early, Mike? Um, never pleased because I have, I've had a bet of him to be uh, golden <laughs> boots. So I wanted <laughs> right. to stay on. Right. Um, but, it, but it is getting... It's the part of the World Cup tournament now where I'm kind of torn as a Tottenham fan. I think most yeah. of us here, it's Tottenham first, England second. And um, when I see Ben Davis go down injured near the end of the game, you're simply, you know, the, 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 everyone who's not in a World Cup went back to training at Tottenham, I think yesterday or today. And so there's this fear that, you know, once we start again on Boxing Day, all our players in the World Cup will get crocked. So I must admit, I was slightly pleased that obviously Wales went out. Davis now can go back, get treatment. Denmark, surprisingly, they were my dark horses for the tournament. They went out tonight. So Holvier now can go back and get some much needed rest. Mm. And Kane is, I mean, you know, he is the, the, I'm not, I'm not never big on stats, but he has the most assists in the World Cup so far, and he's a centre forward, which just shows what a great all-round player he is. His pass for the second goal was sumptuous, beautiful, the kind of pass that he wants. You know, what's frustrating so far in the games, there hasn't been one pass into Kane in and around the box Mm. that you wanted to centre forward. He hasn't had that pass. And I don't, I don't think you'll get it. I don't think Sterling's the right man. I'm not sure Foden, who I was really pleased came back into the team yesterday, playing the position that he largely plays in Man City, came in. But you just don't think Kane's going to get that service. I think Kane will be there in this team for maybe Senegal, maybe France after. If there's a penalty, the pressure's on, or you know England are behind and Kane pops up with a goal. 
that's kind of our hope, really, I suppose, with, with Kane, that he he gets to the tournament. England do well, obviously. And the fact that there was the foot injury and then talk of the ankle injury again, it's always a slight concern that something's going to happen to him. Yeah. I think that's why that uh, he went with Rashford yesterday as someone who is going to run in behind um, the defence and give someone for Kane to to find. And he did that in the first half. And mm. he really should have four assists because Rashford should have put that one away in the first half. But mm. I think that I could actually see them working quite well as a as a striking duo. Yeah, I mean, I know obviously Kane won't get a rest. Uh, however far England go, Kane will be integral unless he gets an injury. So we can't really win. I mean, they keep playing, he gets knackered. They he, they keep playing and he's not playing. It's because he's injured. So, But of course, he's a machine. I mean, he hasn't really had a serious injury. This is where we all touch wood furiously and all of that. But he hasn't really had a serious injury for a couple of seasons. They used to traditionally always have one, one or two month injury, didn't they? And he's managed to. Apparently, he's got some specialist who's taught him how to strengthen his um, vulnerable ankles. It's amazing these it's amazing how many jobs there are available in modern football you know we've got the throw-in specialists you've got the set-piece specialists you've got the ankle strengthening specialists yeah. all on six-figure salaries yeah well the set-piece specialist being he's earned his money this season he's been brilliant yeah, Matt goals we score from corners unbelievable didn't he is he right he used to be a banker and he and he swapped in late in life he swapped careers and became a set-piece specialist we could all be listen we could all find i'm sure we could all find these very well-paid jobs you've got to think of an idea what do you reckon you could do richard if you were looking for a specialism at tottenham Hotspur on a six-figure salary what what particular expertise do you think you could bring to the party (laughs) i think they've got enough experts there (laughs) getting back to kane i mean he's identified particularly by the opposition in the world cup as one of england's sort of most dangerous players i think when he drops deep it creates the opposition quite a problem because the two center backs don't know whether to follow him in or stand off Mm. um i also think he's not getting injured so much he two or last year or the year before he used to make some stupid challenges he got himself injured against Manchester City flying into something um and I think maybe somebody's had a word with him and say hold on a minute we don't need you tackling you know just look after yourself and uh my dad used to say about when people criticized Glenn Hoddle and my dad said if I was his manager I'd tell him not to tackle anyone I've got 10 others to win the ball just win it and give it to him yeah 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 yeah, I mean, the thing about Kane is he's always developing. He's always seeking to improve, isn't he? He's very much into that kind of marginal gains thing. He's always, hence hence the ankle specialist. He's always, and you, I, I hadn't thought of that before, Richard, but you're right. I bet he has come to a, I bet that's one of those decisions he comes to. He looks at what he's doing, looks at things he can improve, and he's yeah. he's made that that decision. Well, let's, before we talk about other uh, Tottenham players out there, and there are quite a few, as we know, let's take a quick break. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Get all the latest World Cup headlines and bite-sized opinion on the World Cup Whistleblowers Daily Podcast. 
Join Mark Smith and a rotating lineup of contributors from the world of football and entertainment as they dissect all the big talking points in one small package. Whether it's bringing you reaction to the games, fallout from a bad managerial decision, or just the latest scandal to engulf the host nation, the World Cup Whistleblowers Daily Podcast will be covering it concisely every weekday of the tournament. Search for the Whistleblowers wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Uh, before we continue here, I'm just uh, would like to remind you that our monthly London live shows are up and running. You can sign up and join us at season.spursshow.net. Our next live show is our big one, the big Christmas show. Always a great party. Three it's weeks at the away. What is it? Three weeks away. Three weeks. Three weeks away at the hundred. Mike's going. Come on, <laughs> tell them all the stuff. Tell them. It's at the hundred club on December the twentieth, and our special guest is England's number one, Paul Robinson, who not only was a brilliant goalkeeper for us and for England, but is a an excellent um, interviewee. I've heard him on lots of podcasts and stuff. He's got great stories. He's a very eloquent man, especially for a goalkeeper. Who are often no offense, Mike, but they're often compared <laughs> often compared to drummers, aren't they? The slightly the mad element in the group. So Paul Robinson uh, is joining us, and tickets are available at billetto.co.uk, or you just, click the ticket link. Yeah, on. just just to jump in there. Also, um, there's a DJ. There'll be a stand up. There'll be the normal quiz, and I do believe Vision SP Publishing, who are the publishers of the wonderful new Tottenham eighty one book. Uh, which Steve Perriman has written with Judy Welch. Yeah. I do yeah. believe they're going to be there flogging it, which is, uh, it's an official book at the Spurs shop, but they will have mm. some copies on the night. So if you want something signed and you can't, you don't go to all the games and you can't get to the Spurs shop to get it. I've just had one. I've just had one arrive here for me. Yeah. It's a thing of beauty. It is. A special also, edition. Yeah. Have you got one? It's yeah, beautiful. It is a wonderful, beautiful it, looking. It really is. So another reason just to get down, down there and pick up that book yeah. as well and uh yeah come along uh it's it, as ever it should be a nice night um and it's weird that the, the party will be before we resume the season it's going to be yeah. quite strange quite like it though um, we, we can preview the second half of the season <laughs> exactly exactly um our and it'll only be two two days after the world cup final yeah It'll be a hell of a party if england win the world cup Crikey. <laughs> big if, big if. Uh, uh, then in January, our guest will be Jerry Armstrong. Now, I just interviewed Martin O'Neill for my Life Goals oh, podcast. And he chooses That's... a Jerry Armstrong goal. And he was waxing lyrical about what an absolutely brilliant bloke Jerry Armstrong is and uh, what a great guest he, he will be. So looking forward to that. Yes. Um, this show, our special World Cup show, focusing on Spurs players at the World Cup, will continue throughout the tournament. Um, and our world, by the way, our sister show, our World Cup comedy panel show, Never Write Off the Germans, is also uh, up and running. And me and Mike are both been in it already, haven't we? Yeah, we've both been in it already. We 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 uh, will hopefully be on it again. Yeah, and uh, that's very enjoyable and very funny. Uh, so that's worth checking out. Never write off the Germans. Uh, for premium content, including a daily news show, ex-player interviews, original documentary series on Spurs, go to patreon.com forward slash Spurs show and support our show in the process. And by the way, with Christmas around the corner, you can grab some Spurs show merch. There are designs with Peter Cook, Bob Marley, Bruce Forsyth, Emma Raducanu, Adele, Paul Whitehouse and others. I couldn't um, think of any other celebrity Tottenham fans. There any other the celebrity ones, Tottenham fans you can think of, just let us know. 
yeah. <laughs> Antonio Conte, Hume Minson, all these designs on T-shirts and all sorts of other gear. You just go to the Spurs Show store dot creator uh, hyphen spring dot com. The details are in the show notes anyway, and there are some beautiful, absolutely beautiful apparel and other accessories available there. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please leave us a nice review on iTunes. And uh, next week we return with guests Andy Linden and our man in Doha, Rob Eason. He certainly ruffled some feathers last time. He was great. Oh, the, the, the hate mail, the hate mail got away. <laughs> did he? It did was, he get a... Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's great. Well, I, 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 did I, just, Ryan, I poked the beast. You I, did poke, uh, you did poke yeah. the beast. Yeah. And also, uh, just a bit of a mention, Martin Murphy, who's been on the show many, many times over the years, has a show on. Uh, Johnny Feathers, the Rock and Roll Pigeon at the Riverside <laughs> Studios, Hammersmith, from December the 7th to January the 8th. Uh, obviously, Martin, huge Spurs fan. Uh, Johnny Feathers includes characters like Bale the Snail. There's a little inside joke for Spurs fans watching. It's an hour-long show filled with live new songs, puppets, great jokes for both young audiences and grown-ups. The perfect Christmas treat for rebels of any age. Go along, go to riverside.co.uk and search Johnny Feathers, the rock and roll pitch, and go along and support a diehard Spurs fan in the process. Excellent. Um, I'm, right, I'm so still waiting for the uh, Anthony Worrell Thompson uh, Spurs edition. t-shirt, by the way. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I don't think <laughs> we should get him on the show as well. I don't think it's going to sell. <laughs> I don't think Anthony Worrell Thompson's going to be a big seller. Is he? On a well, it depends. It depends if you, you never know. You might get him doing, but he got, if you had one, a picture of him shoplifting or something like that, it might be good. <laughs> well, I'd, I, I bet he's good. Is he a big Tottenham fan? Andrew, so. do you know? I, 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 apparently so. I don't know. <laughs> I think yeah, I, I think he, he could be good. Anyway, um, let's go. Let's go look at some other spurs. Now, first, we've talked about Kane and Dyer a little bit. Uh, let's talk about. Do, is anyone worried that Ben Davis is going to? I mean, uh, on the one hand, he's out early, so he gets a rest. But is he? Do you think he psychologically will be affected by this um, by this early exit, Andrew? I, I think it's more the injury that I'm concerned about than the, the psychological aspect. But then we've got Longley, who's um, had a nice long layoff. So yes. um, we should uh, so hopefully he can step in, uh, no problem. What do we know about the injury then? Not a lot at the moment. I think he was meant to be having a scan today, but I haven't heard any more than that. Okay, yeah. Um, all right, so then we move on to, well, Lloris. Lloris got arrested today, didn't play today. France played today today against Tunisia, lost to Tunisia. I watched the other game because the other game had more on it, but I t- turned over for the end of the France-Tunisia game and the Tunisians were celebrating, even though they'd gone out, it was such a great moment for them because they beat France, they're imper- <laughs> the imperialists, the colonialists, and they were absolutely cock-a-hoop. But uh, France rested most of their first team, uh, Lloris among them. And anyway, goalkeepers, no offence, Mike, but goalkeepers don't do a lot of in the way of uh, cardiovascular activity during the game. So I don't think we need to worry too much about Lloris. In fact, uh, what we need to worry about with Lloris are other matters entirely. Um, Who who have France got in the uh, second round? Do we know off the top of our heads? They must have... um, Australia? No, they're, no they're, uh, they're in the same group. They must be getting... Uh, do they get the team? Oh, God. I don't know. Oh, you, you you keep chatting and I'll look. Okay, up. yeah. Yeah. I think they've got a pretty easy one because they, because they came top of the group. Not easy, but they will have got the second place team. I, I don't think it's clear yet. I think it might no, be... No, you're right. Place. They play the second place team in the Argentina yeah. group. 
So it could be Argentina. could be Argentina. Argentina need to win tonight against Poland, and Poland also have to win. Yeah, I mean, if it was Argentina, that's two of the very, very hot favourites for the whole tournament. Yeah, but Argentina or Poland, yes, that'd be quite good. Yeah, but there are other teams still possibly can get out of that group, aren't they? Well, South Korea have to beat... Mexico. Mexico. No, not South. Sorry, Saudi Arabia in that group and Mexico. Unlikely. Yeah. Saudi Arabia could do it, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll see. The winner of that France game, whoever they play, will potentially play England yes. if we beat Senegal. In the quarterfinal, yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. So that's the that's the scary quarterfinal scenario, isn't it? Because France, I mean, uh, what do you think, Richard? Do you think France looked like do you, do you think England could beat France? Oh, yeah, you've got a chance in any game. Mm. Um, I think England have very good young attacking players. Um, I think Bellingham's terrific. Mount's a good player. Foden, I'm pleased to see him start. I think he's a very, very good player. I'd have played him ahead of um, Sterling from the start. Mm. Um, Rashford's got some pace as well. Uh, my only concern for England would be if they come up against quick forwards. And when you yeah. think about Mbappe, who's a fantastic player. The um, best quick forward in the world. Yeah. Well, the thought of him taking on Harry Maguire, you probably wouldn't get much sleep, would you? No, no. I'm, I'm in fact, I'm, now you've said that, I doubt I'll sleep tonight. <laughs> I, probably, I probably won't sleep until that's, that's put to bed one way or the other. Um, yeah, so... Let's talk about Perisic. Uh, he's he's been good, I think, on the whole, alongside Modric. So that is an aging side. They, they suffer from the same problems as Belgium and Wales, where they've had lot. They've got loads of great players who are. He's in a good side though, and they've got two terrific midfield players. I know they're getting on, but Modric and Kovacic are terrific yep. players. Yeah, they're a good pass. They're a good passing side, and I think they'll take some beating. Yeah, they look well, like that's, it, it's, that's, sorry, it's such a big game because their next game is against Belgium. Yeah, uh, who and one of them could go out. out. Well, I think, well, the one will go out. Belgium yeah. uh, obviously uh, lost uh, was to Morocco, wasn't it? Yeah. To Morocco, wasn't yeah. it? Um, yeah. I mean, Belgium again, um, the team that everyone thinks is going to do really, really well. And just, it, it's just, what's happened to Eden Hazard since he's left Chelsea? Terrible. Oh, I, mean, yeah. looking... I mean, he was one of the greatest players yeah. ever He was yeah. the one player I go, I wish this guy was at Tottenham. Oh, yeah. can you imagine this guy at Tottenham? And it's just gone absolutely backwards, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. He's, he's, he was, he's been absolutely as ineffective as, more ineffective than Bale. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. And in fact, but if you look at all of them, I was saying, you know, their mainstays at the back are Batongan and Alderweireld, oh. who were absolutely fantastic five years ago. But they, you know, I mean, Alderweireld's had a stint in the Middle East since then, hasn't he? And Batonga, I mean, Theo, I, I, have, I have to chuckle because Spurs fans have been moaning about the standard of the, the class of football that Tottenham are playing under Conte. Yeah. They, they've forgotten, you know, under Pochettino. I mean, just watching Alderweireld and Vertonga, they pass it between each other about 50 or 60 fucking times. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> it's like watching paint dry, isn't it? Yeah. So I mean, Spurs fans have forgotten that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the fans, you get, we get increasingly exasperated by fan reaction, especially in a World Cup. Because in a World Cup, all these games are scrutinised so in such detail mm. by so many inexpert observers. I count myself among them, you know, but uh, you get all these Vox Pops and stuff and people saying, Southgate, oh, I mean, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's got to let them, he's got to be more creative. Oh, he's got to play phone. And you just think Southgate is a, a highly paid. But Theo, don't, but don't, you, think, don't you think, Theo, that 
it's probably mainly Twitter, Facebook as well. Don't yeah. you think Facebook and Twitter, these sort of things, it's just basically become the alternative to that boring bloke in the pub I totally yeah. get stuck <laughs> with Absolutely at 1.30 right. before we went off to the game. Yes. It's that totally. kind of, or worse, after the game, you just lost and someone yeah. starts going, you're like, oh God, here we go. I can't exactly. get away. The people, That's basically what it's become, yeah. isn't it? And the world is full of people who know better than the people who are paid highly to yeah. know, you know. I mean, Southgate, there's like millions, literally millions of people who, who tell him his job and tell him he's getting it all wrong. It's yeah. crazy. Um, yeah, I, I fancy um, Croatia to prevail mm. over Belgium for really? reasons we've just gone through. Especially. Even though Croatia have ageing players as well, but the ageing players that Croatia have are are not playing badly. Yeah. Uh, Modric still plays good. He still looks yeah. good. Perisic looks good. And they're both playing still in, for their clubs. They're playing at a very high level. Yeah, uh, Kovacic, obviously. So, yeah, I think they'll be I, all right. I've really enjoyed this group, actually. I think I've seen every game in this group. And yeah, Morocco uh, I've really enjoyed value, watching Canada, actually. Yeah. Canada mm. have been a real breath of fresh air. Belgium yeah. have been appalling in both yeah. games. I yeah. agree. And, yeah, the fact that um, Toby and Jan, God bless them, are still international footballers is extraordinary. Yeah. Um, Eden Hazard has gone missing. Uh, De Bruyne has been woeful in both yeah. matches as A lot well. of pressure on him, isn't there? Because yeah, he's the only one still, it's still sort of somewhere near yeah. his peak, isn't he? So a lot really don't bad. talk to each other, don't they? That's the problem. <clears throat> really? It's they, not, it's not, not a happy squad. A lot there's, oh, really? there's apparently factions. Uh, but there's, that's the problem. There's I mean, often Martinez the Flemish and French. Yeah, there's often the Flemish and French factions in um, yeah. the Belgian team, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, yeah. the team's so old, I was expecting Jan Kuhlemans to come off the bench at one <laughs> point. <laughs> Or Enzo Schifo, yeah. exactly, <laughs> etc. Yeah, but I think um, Perisic, um, as good as he has been, I think at the last game I thought he was starting to look a bit leggy. In fact, the last couple of games he played for Spurs before the World Cup, but he was starting yeah. to look a bit tired. I, thought. I mean, the position he plays is not a position to 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 be to have tired old legs, is it? I mean, that's yeah. why we need. That's why he's rotated even by Conte. I mean, Conte thinks I think that he's Conte will think he's the best player, but he needs he has to be rotated, doesn't he? And in a World Cup. The game's coming thick and fast. It's difficult, especially if you... I mean, it's great France had that luxury today, rest the whole team because they're already through. But, you know, the Croatians don't have that. I think the best player that I've seen so far, Tottenham player that stood yeah. out for me, has and has for Tottenham in recent Yeah, Benton Kerr. Has Benton Kerr. He's absolutely, absolutely right. fantastic. That last game, which they lost to Portugal, yeah. slightly unlucky. The second goal was never a penalty. But you watch Benson Kerr. He was everywhere. He yeah. was showing. He wanted the ball. He yeah. was strong in the tackle. He was running he was the midfield. Most, he was running. He was getting into the box. Yeah, what he, a player. He could be, for the second half of the season, again, if he stays fit, he could make a big difference to us in the league. I, I really do believe I, that. I totally agree. He suddenly he's emerged as one of the outstanding midfielders in the Premier League, and he looks like one of the outstanding... I mean, if you're doing a team of the round, yeah. you know, you'd put him in it, wouldn't you? If yeah. you're doing a team oh. of the group stages, he'd, he, what, he's been outstanding. What a signing. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah absolutely brilliant. Um, Charles yesterday... Sorry, I was going to say on, on Ben Tanker. <laughs> yeah. In that game, he was booked in the fifth minute. I know, he played. And he, it didn't affect played effectively him. over 90 minutes on yeah. a yellow card in the I mean, centre where he was still putting himself around as well. Yeah. That tells you so much because the manager didn't feel inclined to take him off at any stage. He trusted him to, to not get it. And he had the discipline not only to run the whole midfield, to be the best passer, the best tackler on a yellow card. Mm. And all those things he can do, changes of direction, ideas, 
He can do it all, can't he? I mean, yeah. that's why he's um, reminiscent of Dembele, isn't he? Because he is complete. He is a complete midfielder. He, yeah. If he if he just had his ball winning engine room skills, you'd pick him. But he has that mm. plus all the incredible class yeah. and creativity as well. Yeah, that game against Garno on uh, I think it's the second of December. That should be a really really interesting game. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, well, that of course, because be, yeah, the history, well. apart from anything else. You remember the old <laughs> yeah. Suarez? And Suarez is still around, of course. I mean yeah. that that classic handball incident. <laughs> oh my god! But that, that Uruguay team—they look a different team. They look exciting when it's Ben Tanker breaking the yeah. midfield line and getting in behind the opposition midfield. The same as Spurs. We look so much a better team when Ben Tanker is coming forward with the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree. agree. Yeah, Richarlison, of course, is the current holder at the top of the goal of the tournament charts. I don't think anyone scored a better goal than that, have they? No, definitely not. Definitely. I not. think this is a bad first touch. I'm saying <laughs> a brilliant finish, but the first touch, oh, no. I don't believe he meant to spin it over his shoulder like that. But those, those kind similar. of goals are always, there's always an element of luck involved in those goals, <laughs> isn't there? It's very similar to a goal that Jürgen Klinsmann scored for Germany against South Korea at USA 94, for those mm. who remember that one, where he kind of flicked it over his shoulder and volleyed it in. It's a hell of a finish, though, even if the first, let's call the first touch uh, debatable. But the second touch, I mean, that is as crisp an overhead uh, finish as you'll ever see. What would you call it? What would you call that shot? Scissor kick, some people have called it. Scissor kick, yeah. I don't know. Uh, It it was sort of an overhead kick, wasn't it? It was a bicycle kick. That's another... Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. I was trying to work what the correct analogy But I was so pleased for him and I was so pleased for Tottenham Hotspur because it's the sort of thing that if you can you imagine if it was Jesus who'd done that, you'd be it'd be hard to enjoy, wouldn't Jesus it? Jesus can't get can't get the team <laughs> ahead get, of him. And he can't get ahead of he can't get in the team ahead of Richarlison, no. I mean which a great again is a great tribute to Richarlison. I mean, when you look at our front three, I mean before the World Cup, we had the best England forward, the best Brazil forward and the best South Korean forward. But let's talk about the best South Mm. Korean forward because unfortunately for Sonny, it's not worked out, has it? I mean, he's had a difficult season form-wise. Then he's had that injury and then just no way were they going to not have him playing because he's the most famous man in South Korea. He's an absolute god in in South Korea. So he's played, but he's looked to me inhibited by that mask. Mathematically, can they still do it? They've got to play Portugal. Obviously, they've got to win. Yeah, I think um, presumably they they've got to hope results go results go their way in the uh, in the yeah, Uruguay the game. game. Presumably, I don't, I don't know what the, that result would be. I'm assuming a draw. Um, Portugal will obviously rest players, um, but Sun hasn't looked it in this tournament either. He, he's just no. he, he's just slightly off kilter, isn't he? This season, he really is. Whether yeah. it's off field stuff, maybe he's doing too much other stuff. Who, who knows? Uh, but certainly not at the peak of where we, we know he can be at the moment. I mean, he, he, he had a really slow start to the season. Then he came on and scored that incredible... Was it a hat, it was a hat trick, wasn't hat-trick, it, against yeah, Leicester yeah. City? Incredible hat trick. Like, not just any old... Beautiful goals. Yeah. And you thought, right, that's it. He's off and running. This is fine now. We'll be, we'll be fine. And then he just went back into his shell. But that injury, it must be tough. I would think that about... Um, you know, the guy, the Mexican striker, the wall striker, Jimenez. Jimenez. Yeah. I mean, I, he's never been the same as he. Facial and head injuries, sometimes <laughs> I think they can be really inhibiting, even even if it's only subconscious. And I hope that that is not the case, obviously, as time goes on, because we need him back to play a, a, a role, you know, in the second half of the season. That is for sure. We want him back to his best. Not just for Tottenham, but because he's such a great guy, isn't he? We love him and, and we oh, don't want him to I thought. Away. I thought Son was playing before 
before the World Cup with half an eye on the World Cup, actually. Right. And it was ironic that he got injured yeah. just before it. Um, yeah. I mean, really, we, we want the uh, the Tottenham players' uh, teams to go out, really, so yeah. they get a couple yeah. of weeks rest yeah. and can yeah. get back and train. So, yeah, um, yeah. No, he'll it, be back. I mean, yeah. what, what's quite interesting, actually, is we've got, We've got Senegal, right, in the next round. And the young Papi Sarr, who is our... <laughs> Papa Mata yeah. He hasn't played um, He hasn't played at all. He hasn't got on I the pitch. I thought he played, didn't he, uh, didn't he play in one of the early games? Uh, or maybe, maybe not. I don't might, think so. The other Sarr, the other Sarr's played, yeah, the other Sarr. Sarr's played all the games. Yeah. The Watford Sarr, and he's been, he's been great. You know, he's scored mm. goals. He look, he's looked really dangerous. He's a good player. But our Sarr, when I saw him in pre-season, uh, you mm. know, in those friendlies, I thought he looked like a really good player. And he's been rated for a long time. His, his sort of background, his credentials are impeccable. And so... I mean, I, I think that Senegal game looks like a really tough game for England. I think Senegal have looked extremely good. I mean, mm. what chances do you think we've got? Where do you, how tough can that be, do you think, Andrew? I think it's a really tough game. I mean, obviously, the people's minds will go back to Cameroon quarter final 1990. They're a big, strong, physical side. Yeah. They've got almost nothing to lose. Remember, they reached the quarterfinals in 2002, only went yeah. out on a golden goal to Turkey. They could easily have made the semi-finals then. You know, they've clearly got some good players. They're cle- clearly dangerous from set pieces. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not going to be an easy game at all, and we shouldn't be thinking about France in the quarters just yet, I don't think. No, I mean, I think, you know, there's obviously, because the African sides have never reached as far as the semi-finals, let alone won it, won it or anything, there's still that, so in your mind, you think, well, African sides, that's a good draw. But Senegal, if you look at their players, I mean, they're missing Mane. If they had Mane as well, they'd be a really... I mean, you know, you'd, you'd think they could go a long way. But even without Mane, they've got really, really good players. The fact that this... So, all right, Saar doesn't play in the Spurs first team, but he looks like a good player to me. He can't get a sniff of a game. They've, they're have they African champions. Let's not I forget think, that. I and they never let goals in. They've let so few goals in over the last six months. You know, hardly any at all. Koulibaly is one of the most coveted uh, defenders in Europe. He scored, mm. obviously, the winner in the last game. And that he's, he's serious. I think it'll be a tough, tough game, though. But, but I think you're right. I think they're more of a known quality. When you go back to that Cameroon game in 1990, which, let's be honest, we were very lucky to win. Yes. It was two penalties yes. yeah. um, that, that turned it around. We looked like we were going out at one stage. Yeah. They were an unknown quality, uh, quant- quantity. As you mentioned, we kind of know most of their players plying their trade in Europe. So we know what they're good at. I'm assuming now, you know, this is where Southgate has to come into his own. This is where tactically he's got to get absolutely right. But I just think we've hopefully got a bit too much for them. Um, I think it'll be close, but I I think we'll probably edge it like 2-1. If you think that I find that watching this entire World Cup is like watching Spurs, that the first half you might as well not bother tuning in. The first half is awful, yeah. And then, and then worry about the second half. And I, yes. and I worry about this um, next round. If we get off to a slow start, whether we can turn it around. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because they're a good, good time. I mean, I think they're a better team than any of the teams we've faced so far, put it that way. Yeah. Quite substantially better. So we'll really learn a lot about about England. Richard, do you see us getting through that? Um well, as a Northern Ireland fan, Theo, yeah. I can be neutral <laughs> yeah. on this. Yeah, uh, you couldn't give a toss. <laughs> I would say, no, 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 no. I want England to do well, but it right. doesn't beat me up if they lose. Yeah. But um, 
I think England have got a, a deeper squad than a lot of the other countries. So yes. as we're talking about, Andrew, quite rightly, you know, the second half, the game sort of tends to open up. Yeah. Um, I think England have got more options to bring on yeah. from an attacking Especially point of view attacking, yeah. than Senegal. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I've just so seen I'm the Argentina. Right. I, I think England will win. Okay. I've just seen the Argentina side. Romero starts. Oh, okay. Great. Uh, against um, Poland tonight. And that that is a mouthwatering fixture. In fact, it's only a quarter of an hour away, hmm. uh, which makes, leads me to the obvious <laughs> conclusion that we perhaps should draw proceedings to a close, gentlemen. But I think that'll be great. Romero obviously had a difficult start to the competition. He had a difficult first game. He came on. He was dropped for the second game, came on, did very well when he came on. So he's back in the team tonight. And that's the last Tottenham player of all of them that we've we've spoken about them all now, I think. Um, yeah, I think that's that, that drink brings proceedings to a close. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, lovely. It was lovely <laughs> to sit back Great and, to and have let you, you, on let the you show. crack on. Yeah. <laughs> Richard, thanks a lot for coming back. No Great problem. to see you. And Andrew, good to see you too. Thanks for coming along. Thanks very much for having uh, me. All I can say, I suppose, what do we say? Come on, you Spurs. Let's say come on, you Spurs. Come on, England. Always. You're right, Mike. Always. <laughs> yes. Cheers. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.